Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, hosted by Katrina Jameson. We arm female corporate executives with the strategies they need to master the one rule of career success in order to create and live a life on their terms, a legend life. Hey, all you amazing female leaders, welcome to another episode. As always, I am so happy to have you with me. We have been spending the past few weeks talking about executive negotiation. It's a skill set that we all must master if we're going to be an effective executive. It must be a critical, specific part of our executive brand that we're going to develop, hone, master, all of those words, right? All of the above. Today, I want to talk about what effective negotiation looks like. What does it look like? What what do I look like as a leader if I'm an effective negotiator, right? We've talked about what negotiation is and isn't. We've spent time talking about why it matters. We've talked about why it's a value add, but why sometimes we hold back from adding this weapon or this tool into our toolbox, right? We talked about that last week. And so today, let's talk about effective negotiators. When you think about someone that you admire, when you think about a leader that you very much respect and appreciate that you look toward, maybe it's a mentor, maybe they, they consistently mentor you directly, or maybe it's just someone that you respect and admire and follow, and you consider them a mentor, but they're a mentor from afar. It doesn't matter. Either way, what I want you to think about, if they're an executive, and hopefully they are, if they're not an executive that you're thinking about, I want you to think about right now an executive that you admire. I want you to think about a leader that is a master of negotiation, right? They're a master negotiator. And I want you to think about what are the key attributes of that leader? What comes to mind when you think about that individual? It's really specific. There are some key things that I know you're going to think about. And what I want you to do, if you haven't already gotten the workbook for this month, I want you to grab the workbook. And there's going to be a question there. I want you to write down some of these attributes, right? Because I want to continue to do a couple things in this episode. Number one, I want you to continue to reinforce that negotiation is not only critical, but it is a positive thing. It's not a manipulation thing. It's not a selfish thing. It's not a self-centered thing. Negotiation is a must. It's a skill set that must be mastered in order to be effective as an executive and exec correctly. But it's also a, a tool that you can use in a way for the common good. That is exactly what negotiation means, right? If it's done correctly. And so I want you to think about right now the key attributes to that master negotiator that you respect so much. I can tell you some of the things that come to mind for me. That individual that I'm thinking about right now, calm and confident, right? Calm and confident. They're not in there trying to show off. They're not in there trying to get everything they want. They're not in there selfishly. They're calm and they're confident. One of the things I always used to say in my executive role when I was teaching other executives, and I say it even now depending upon the situation, powerful people never rush, right? And so the individual who has usually the upper hand in in a negotiation is the one that has the power, right? And and who has the power? Well, the person that can stay level-headed, that can stay calm, that can stay confident, that can stay centered 
on the end goal and they know what they're willing to sacrifice versus what they must have in order to achieve that common goal, right? So those master negotiators, they're typically, they're calm and they're confident. Another thing that comes to mind for me, it may be the same for you, is that this individual asks questions. They're asking questions constantly, right? They're not demanding. They're not walking in and pounding the table. We must get started. Here's what must happen. They don't dictate, right? They don't dictate. They don't demand. They seek to understand, right? They don't demand. They seek to understand. And they do that through asking lots and lots and lots of questions. Because if I'm negotiating, I need to understand what matters most to you. What is it that you want? Why does that matter to you? Do we actually want the same end result? Maybe through my questions, I'm realizing that we don't want the same end result. We're on two totally different pages. And so I've got to get us to align around the common endpoint. Maybe I'm coming into a conversation thinking that we're negotiating about A and we're actually talking about B. Well, if I came in and made demands and was a dictator, I'm not going to be a master negotiator because I haven't even understood the entire process. I haven't understood what in the heck we're trying to achieve at the end of the discussion. And equally as important, I don't understand what matters to you. And if I care about you and I really want a compromise, I want an outcome that benefits both of us, I have to ask questions and I must seek to understand. Another attribute, right, that I think about when I think about this master negotiator is that they're a teacher. This master negotiator is a teacher. They teach and they guide. And again, they influence for the good of other people. And so when I, when I just thought about, and I walked you through that example, A and B, right? I think we're going to talk about outcome A. You're thinking about we're going to talk about outcome B. And then I sit down and seek to understand why outcome B matters to you so much and what you must have in order to get there. I may, through understanding, recognize and realize that you're asking for some things that you actually don't need. Or you're not asking for certain things that you really do need. And so maybe I can educate you a little bit and say, you know what? You say you needed only two individuals to tackle this for three months. I don't think that's going to be long enough. I think you're going to need two individuals, two additional headcount added to your team, and you're going to need that for six months. You, to reach your endpoint, that's what's going to have to happen. What if instead we did this, this, and this, and, and I propose a compromise? Right? I'm teaching you. I'm influencing you because I understand what your outcome is. And, and I can see that uh, maybe you haven't calculated this effectively, or maybe you've missed this perspective that I have privy to, right? I have some additional information that I can share with you. And that helps us negotiate more effectively, right? So I'm a teacher. I'm a guide. That's what a master negotiator is. And that's who that is that I'm thinking about right now. Another common attribute, I'm just going to throw out four, but this is another one. This master negotiator supports other people's ideas as much as, if not more so, than their own. Think about that, right? If we think about last week's analogy that I gave you about being, you know, this master of martial arts, 
when we're a kid and we're a white belt and we're learning all of these things, we're out there showing off everything that we know how to do. We have to tell everyone how amazing we are. We have to show them. That's what a lot of new leaders do. That's what a lot of new executives do, especially when they're trying to negotiate. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to win this argument. I'm going to prove that I deserve to be in this seat, right? That isn't for the common good. That's a selfish focus. I'm going to prove my worth, right? Just like that white belt in martial arts. But a master negotiator already knows their worth. Everyone in the room already knows how valuable they are. They don't have anything to prove. Negotiation isn't about proving anything, but again, achieving that outcome, right? The outcome that's best for the company and the customer. Not selfishly what's best for us. And so uh, that master negotiator supports other people's ideas. Because again, if their idea is better than my idea, then part of negotiation is compromising, giving them what they need. So why wouldn't I just do that? I haven't lost anything. I've been a good teammate. I've been a good executive. Because again, we're all trying to get to that end point. And our, our goal as executives is to move the company forward. If their idea is better than mine and their resources, and I can allocate some of my resources to help them achieve it and we all get to the same end point, I've done my job. I've helped us succeed. And so I want you to think about these four attributes, right? That person on the outside, calm, confident. They're asking questions. They don't demand. They seek to understand. They teach, they guide, and they influence other people for the good and the goodness and the positive outcome that needs to happen. And they support other people's ideas equally as much, if not more so, than their own. Because at the end of the day, what we're all trying to achieve, if we're on this common mission together, and we should be as executives, right, to achieve what the company needs to achieve in order to best serve the customer that's out there, then, you know, if I give you resources or you give me resources, all we need to do is figure out what the best pathway is, period. Whether it's yours, whether it's mine, it doesn't matter. What's the best pathway? What's the best method to get us to that endpoint, and if it's your idea, great. I'm going to support your idea. Here's how we're going to come together to do it. I'm going to give you some of this, but you got to give me some of that. Here's how we're going to continue to keep this ship moving forward. And I'm going to negotiate, negotiate through that, but I'm going to support you as you do it because when you win, I win. The company wins. That is what matters. So I want to know from you, when you think about what an effective negotiator looks like. What do they do? What are some of their skill sets? What are some of their attributes? Are the ones that I listed on your list, do you have more of them? Get the workbook, add this list to the workbook, answer the additional questions that come. But I want you to then think about not only what does that list look like, but how many of these attributes do you have and where do you need to tap in and strengthen these very specific attributes within yourself as part of strengthening your executive brand. All right, so that's your work for today. As always, go and be legendary.